0: Jeff Wilson, host of the Breakdown on Sky Sport and Monday Regular on our program, joins us. How are you, Jeff? Morning, team. How are we going? Very good. What a weekend. What a weekend. What a weekend. We'll get some cricket thought from you as well, actually, about uh, the wrap-up of that one-day series. But uh, I was watching that game on Friday night uh, there at Forsyth Bar, and I, th- you know what, man? I don't know if I've seen a better halfback than Aaron Smith. My lord, he's good, and what an advantage he is for every backline, because you're always running onto the ball with it delivered at perfect, perfect height. There, Jeff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 something that every team uh, loves to have. The fact you want to keep your game going, and you know, look, the Hollanders are just playing some really good footy. Their first two games of the year um, at home, it's the perfect result um, for them uh, to get off to this this great start. But like you say, when when you, You've got world-class players in key positions, and they've got that in, in uh, Ben Smith and Aaron Smith, and, and then Lima Sopoaga. just allows everyone else to go about doing their job. And I tell you what, it was fast, it was intense, and the Stormers brought a lot to the game, which was great as well. Because you know, there's so much talk about uh, you know the New Zealand conference. You, you want to see good contest, and they brought it.
0: No, it was uh, it was an enjoyable game and a bloody good one as well. And then the Stormers, so I believe they fly home. I think that's right. They they fly home, yeah. and then they fly they arrive back in the nation to play a, a team that's actually got a lot more confidence than they would have thought by this stage. The Blues coming from 18 points down against the Lions is flabbergasting.
1: Well, this, this game, if you, if you actually look at it, the, the Blues played some really good footy, but the Lions for the for the whole were probably the better side on, on the day. But that necessarily doesn't mean you're going to win a match. And, but the Lions had an opportunity with four minutes to go to, to wrap it up. Um, they, they created a charge down. And, and did it uh, really well, the and they guy. didn't finish it off. Yeah. Four minutes to go, and, th- and that was their game, and then I wasn't surprised to see the Blues come back and, and win that one. I said last week as well, it was the sort of game that the Blues would find a way to win, you know? And it's amazing when you're desperate what you uh, uh, can do, and they were desperate. Uh, I was impressed with some of the play. I really in- enjoyed seeing Rico Ioani at centre. Yeah. Um. I hope, I hope they stick with their combination. Actually, that's what I hope comes out of this game. They find and settle on what they think is their best combination of players, and you know, it's, it's a, I think, a really strong moment for James Parsons, who was skipper last year as well, mm. having to step back into the frame. And, and obviously, had said the right things leading up to it. And, and they got a great result for their season, you know, because uh, at 0-3, it was going to be a long road back.
0: Well, you kind of answered one of the questions uh, that I was going to ask you, which was about Rico at centre, and would you keep him there? And you've said, "Yep." I mean, I, th- I yep. thought he was—I uh, thought he was magnificent whenever he got a half break to go through there. And then, of course, uh, we had the big game in, in Wellington the other night. I thought the Crusaders would win it, uh, and I'm sitting there after watching the first—gosh, how many was it? Twenty minutes or so—thinking like, well, "What is going on here?" Uh, and particularly to Ben Lamb from 65 metres out, going, "Yeah, I can outrun everybody on the Crusaders."
1: Impressive, eh? really impressive. Uh, A fantastic result for the Hurricanes. Uh, You know, we want to talk about the travel um, and the fact that they had to come back from Argentina, but in the end, they took that game and they grabbed it early, which is what you need to do against the Crusaders, and then played what I thought was some really smart football, but also went back to what what got them a championship win two seasons ago. They relied on their defence, and their defence was outstanding. Crusaders got it one-dimensional. You know, that was my take on things, they started relying very heavily on their, on their forward pack and um, you know, they tried to win the, the game that way. And for me, it, it, it sort of, it's, it's a different story when you've got you know, a full-strength Crusaders forward pack to they're trying to do that. But when you're bringing your reserves off the uh, bench um, you know, and you lose Sam Whitelock early, I don't think that's the recipe. I would like to have seen them play a bit more footy because they've played such great attacking rugby.
0: Hey, Jeff, just looking holistically right across the board here, we're only, what, four rounds in, but are mm. you starting to detect again a gap between the New Zealand teams and the rest in Super Rugby?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that. Um, you know, if you look at the performances of the other sides, uh, you know, the Reds have won a couple of games. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how the Rebels fare against uh, the New Zealand side. To me, they've, they've seemed to pick up, picked up the best of the force players, and Will Guinea is playing. Outstanding football. So it looks as though for me out of Australia, via the team to look at. The Waratahs are horrible That's and, and Argentina. Gosh, they were bad. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, that, that team right now. Um, they need some fresh and new blood. So, yeah, I think there is. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, what you are seeing is the performance. So the, the Stormers, I thought the Stormers competed really well. The Lions will be a challenge once again. But outside of that, um, I'm not 100% sure the other teams can really can really put it within his
0: own side. Let's have a look at uh, cricket from the weekend there as well so uh, we'll get your thoughts on this too. I had such high hopes going into this and I've got to be honest my hopes did dip a little bit without Ross Taylor but surely it, it can't be you take Taylor out and then everything falls through the floor can it?
1: No look at it, look at it we've known for a long time that we rely heavily on Kane Williamson and, uh, and Ross Taylor and the fact that if one of those guys doesn't get run on seats as though you know and Martin Guptill uh, from a lesser extent you know, I think it's... it's look, they're a hell of a That the side. They're complete cricket side. And, you know, in the end, they played like um, a, a team that had just played really well against Australia as well. So it was disappointing, wasn't it? Because you thought you thought that maybe it was an opportunity for us to really get the big scalp that we were looking for. So, yeah, yeah I, I, you wish it wasn't. But in the end, most teams do rely on, you know, their top players. You know, that, that you do rely, as I was, Australia rely very, very heavily on the likes of Warner and Smith, don't they, um, to, to get runs for them. And look... Once we lost Ross Taylor, it was always going to be um, that little bit more, more, more challenging. Um, but that England thing, uh, they're, they're, they're a good side.
0: Yeah. Uh the USA have just beaten the All Black Sevens yeah. uh, in Vancouver here. Seventeen yeah. nil we've got to just I think that's what they've got. They're just having a replay of that but anyway, it's uh, time's up on the clock there to go. Uh what was the other thing I was gonna ask you? Oh I know. Uh tomorrow night on the breakdown, please can we speak to Stuart Barnes in England and find out if the oh. wheels if the wheels have fully come off England because man it looks Ireland now, that's the game for me that I'm looking forward to at the end of the year, not the England one.
1: Isn't it great? I mean, it's changed that whole concept of that tour, though, as well, hasn't it? What yeah. we've got to look forward to. You know, we head to Japan, the All Blacks, and play a couple of games there, but all of a sudden, back to back, it's England and Ireland. So that's going to be a very really challenging two weeks. You know, everyone was talking about the, 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 the English game being the big one, but they just looked, they were very, very average. Um, great for the mid year tour as well. You know, France coming here to play three tests, so that gives me, I suppose, a little bit more interest coming into that one. And Look, in, what, two weeks' time, we'll see Ireland play England. Um, It won't be to decide anything, but the Grand Slam, but not for the the Six Nations title. So, look, uh, I think it's made it very, very interesting, but you're right, that attention on on Ireland. Remembering Ireland have found a way to beat the All Blacks. They've, They've beaten us now. So uh, this is the sort of game and result that they'll look at and say, you know, let's uh, bring on the NBA tour and see whether we can have a crack at them again. Doesn't
0: England losing, though, take a bit of sting out of this game at the end of the year, particularly if they lose three in a row? Because it's hardly like Eddie Jones then is in a position to go around giving it large. He might go quiet, and then we don't have him to kind of hook into.
1: Just, just listen to what you said. Eddie Jones going quiet. That doesn't happen for very long. But Never the does. the Never game changes. needs him chirping, doesn't it? Uh, it does, but that's what I'm saying. He won't go quiet. He won't he even after three losses. No, he doesn't know how to. <laughs> He'll come up with some reason and excuse, and you know the fact. And even when I was reading and saying that uh, they're, they're struggling to adapt, it was a backhander at the referee. That's what he talked about. It was a backhander at the referee saying his um, the interpretations and, on the weekend. I mean, in the end, they got they were they were poor. They did not play well. Um, he's making excuses. Uh, for um, for a performance, which a back-to-back performances which are, just haven't been good enough. So you know, for me, um, I I don't think he can help himself. This is Eddie Jones we're talking about here, and um, you give you know if they beat Ireland, and they, you know, that, and that's what he'll be thinking in his own head. Running, he? we beat Ireland, and all of a sudden, oh, you see it's okay. You know, we just if we picked up one of those other ones, we would have won this whole thing. So yeah, he'll find a way to keep himself talking.
0: Eddie has a has has a history of being very successful for a short period of time and then moving on. At what point do you think that his messages aren't getting through to his players?
1: Well, it, it comes down to if the team's not improving, and and, and I I see a, a side that's regressed in the way that they're playing the game. You know, um, uh, they're trying to create things and they're not they're not getting the impact they need uh, from key positions to get over the advantage line. And I'll answer once again: being one dimensional, and that's the thing I think with with Eddie is the fact that he's got a game plan and when they get it going and they get it going, the team gets excited about it, but you've got to keep evolving. And you're absolutely 100% right. I think that message may be starting to get lost. Hmm. Uh, And unless he can reinvent himself, and as you said, they need to adapt, and they need to get better, then maybe maybe all of that momentum, all of that great work that they've done um, is well and truly being lost.
0: When you say that message is being lost, is that that case where you can only get yelled at at work for so long before you just go, Oh, shut up. Is it, is it kind of that?
1: Well, a little bit too of, of how hard I understand that, uh, Eddie and his, his coaching staff work the players as well, you know, uh, and they, they do an incredible amount of work. It was the same when he was up uh, with Japan, spent a lot of time on the field and if you if it's getting hammered into you and in the end, it's one of those things. where if it's not your idea? If you're not the driving force behind it, as players now, that's how teams operate. The fact that you've got to have that complete commitment to what the coach is saying. Once you lose that little bit of confidence, then all of a sudden, okay, um, where do we go to next? And like that's when, to me, the message starts getting lost. Is the fact that it's not a it's not a full uh, size of involvement of everyone in the team um, to get exactly because remember the players are the ones out there experiencing it, right? They're the ones that are going through it all, and they're the ones that need to have the input. So if he wants to adapt, it's not about him just telling them how to adapt. It's them learning it at the same time.
0: Well, uh, there it is, and uh, we'll uh, break it down, like they say. Uh, on breakdown uh, tomorrow night at uh, Sky Sport at 8.30. Good on you, buddy. Thank you. All right. All right. Cheers, boys.